Okay, so as we enter the summer months, you know, conventions and things like that happen. DC's Comic Con is this week. And so I'm wondering what would be the Louisiana Tech superheroes' powers? Oh, God. Well, if it's football going third and 93. Is that a superpower? I don't know. I mean, nobody else has done it. <laughs> I, I do like that idea of you have to pick a superpower no one else has done, and then everyone's just mad at Superman for having all of them. <laughs> um, God, what would be I, I feel like you'd have to lean into the dog power. things, like super sniffing, yeah. uh, super hearing. Okay, now you're just going into, like, crypto territory. Yeah, he's a super dog. Coprophagia. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Eating your own shit. Oh. <laughs> oh God. We're talking about a tech superhero, Matt. Not 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 your not that one guy from Twitter. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that guy was not eat shit bot cool. on Twitter. That was one cool guy. <laughs> this is where we revealed that was Matt the entire time. <laughs> no. It was not even a bot or anything, just Matt sitting at his computer typing eat shit over and over again. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And this, what the hell, wow. Nathan? This, and man this week, I put my foot in my life. mouth. I leave DC. I've been Here's gone the thing. for less than 12 hours. You're three time zones away. I blame the lag. <laughs> Damn. And the original transition i was going to use and this week i don't actually really understand what we're doing because we kind of went with first thought best thought for our first true off-season podcast of this off-season and let me put it on the record that i totally blame josh because he has a list but he's not here josh is a lazy son of a bitch and not sharing the list also not sharing the list stop being lazy josh we know you're not busy maybe the list doesn't exist that could be that could be true yeah Maybe Josh doesn't exist. Have we I've ever often pondered that? this? Have That's we ever seen strange. Josh and any of us in the same room at the same time? <laughs> seen him in the stadium with us at the same time. Does that count? No. Have we seen Josh in Kansas City since he's moved to Kansas City? Uh, no. I've seen him okay. once. I think we can so therefore into the baby assume that Josh does not exist. He is a figment yeah, of so, our imaginations. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this week, it, we're doing something interesting. We're trying a new concept we've never tried before. Um, I think, Evan, this may be better if you try to explain what exactly that we're doing this week. Yeah, so basically, uh, Nathan and I have both pulled some random newspaper articles. I've got a yearbook from Tech's Past. And Nathan, I believe yours are from sometime in the 1980s, right? Yes, uh, Courtney's family found some uh, newspapers from the, I think it's 79 through 82 are the range of newspapers over here it may just be 81 and 82. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's like the heyday of, of right. And these are all basketball. March and April of those years. So these nice. are a, a lot of these articles are talking about the women's basketball team. And I don't think I picked any of those articles to talk about. So uh, we'll see how okay. this goes. Well, I'm pretty sure there is an article about like Kim, Mul- the Kim Mulkey era oh, yeah. basketball team. Cause yeah, there are a few articles just talking about how good the team is at the time, but they don't seem as interesting to me as some of the ones we'll get to first, at least. Okay. And then I've got some stuff from 1904-05. So just 10 years into Louisiana Tech's um, existence, or the Louisiana Industrial Institute, as it was then known. Um, there it is. So basically what we're going to do is just 
read these stories and then we're gonna riff on them that's the idea we're just uh we'll see what happens i i have i have no articles whatsoever so matt you're here as usual for comedic relief yes 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 i am the articles. i haven't read any of them nathan you want to get us started or you want me to start back in 1905 you should start back in 1905 we'll move forward into the future which will still be actually going back in time yes what That'd be a lot more riveting if we actually went back. We in are time, time traveling, yes. Okay, uh, f- so Nathan oh. needs to put in time machine noises here. Hold on a second. If we're going to go back in time, we have to live by 1904 rules. Courtney, get off. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that transitions pretty nicely into my first little article here. It is from the um, Weekly Iberville South from Plaquemin, Louisiana, August 13th, 1904. Should we Neverville? Uh, think it's Iberville, but I, I guess definitely Iberville. Iberville, you un, uncultured swine. The street in New Orleans is Iberville. That's not how it's pronounced. Mm. You guys have been lied to. So, this is a very <laughs> long article. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick some parts out of. It's called the Louisiana Industrial Institute at Ruston, Louisiana, and it starts um, LII in Ruston is the largest institution of its kind in the South. It was not created until 1894, but hence, and hence, but few people, unless they have visited during the last few years, realize the great work that is being done at this state institution. The growth has been phenomenal. So later on in the article, it says it may not be generally known that LII has the largest number of young ladies taking a course in domestic science of any institution in the South. As opposed to international science? I was going to say, how, what is defined as a domestic science? Uh, like, is that how you learn how to be a housewife? Yeah, well, I well, mean, the previous mean? section has a photograph called Class in Cooking. So, yeah, <laughs> I think so. The mm-hmm. idea that every woman needs practical instruction in housekeeping as part of her education. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> okay, here, here's what it says Excellent courses are offered in mechanical and freehand drawing, physics, mm-hmm. chemistry, botany. Wow. Zoology, geology, and other sciences. This course deals with everything to the home, the aim being to impress upon pupils that the right kind of home training demands the greatest skill and culture. It is believed that every young lady, whether she be rich or poor, should have a thorough knowledge of everything pertaining to skillful homemaking. Oh, God. So, Courtney, how was that class when you took it? you know it was the first year prerequisite pretty good serving me really well now that i'm traveling for work and nathan's the stay-at-home husband (laughs) so make her a sandwich bitch i outsource (laughs) a lot of that stuff to the dog so (laughs) dog can make sandwiches (laughs) they're not very good but yeah oh my god (laughs) crickets evolved since you last saw her matt yeah um i miss that doggy yeah, while well, I was off taking mechanical and freehand drawing, obviously, uh, Courtney not really paying attention in uh, in uh, the homemaking class here. Yeah, but the let's see, the director of this program at Tech was named S.P. Lee. Shout out to him, I guess. S.P. Lee. <laughs> what a... Uh, this was in 1905, This right? is a 1904 article. Oh, okay. I was just going to say shout out to Nathan for making the LII shirts. I think that was the first shirt of the month ever. It wasn't, but I think it was the second or third. Yeah, I have that it's in my awesome. closet. It has a very loose neck. Oh, here's here's one last thing I'll say about this. Uh, domestic science course includes needlework, dressmaking, embroidery, 
careful study of foods. <laughs> household tie-ins? I don't know what that means. Oh, household sanitation. There we go. And practical work in cooking. You know, cooking is, cooking is hard. Help me out here. I'm trying, I'm trying to... That wasn't from the school paper. That was from a local paper. Oh, yeah. No, that was that was from the, the daily... Oh, where'd it go? The weekly... Iberville slash Iberville yes. South from Plaquemine. Well, help the geographic. So that's kind of cool. Help the Louisiana graphic, uh, geographically challenged. We're at that's South Louisiana, surely. Plaquemine Parish is like the toe of the boot. It is the like yes. parish that is halfway underwater. Oh, that's nice. Like Morgan City. Further down. Oh God. It's like the tip. There's more. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's like the tip of the boot. Yeah. Well, just the tip. Well, as far as. Uh, yeah. So that's Iberville, Iberville. So, Nathan, 1980. Yeah, let's skip forward to 1981. Uh, Evan, you mentioned that story with the uh, domestic sciences. This isn't what I want to talk about, but the very bottom of this page says, co-eds throw their weight around. See story, page 5B. That story is not in this paper. Oh. What I do want to talk about <laughs> is, do y'all know who the president of the university was in 1981? Was it F.J. Taylor still? It was F.J. Taylor. Okay. And he had a column in the Tech Talk uh, and a phone number you could call. It was called the Hotline. Sounds. And so people could write in or call in, I guess. And he (laughs) would print his answers to people's questions. That sounds Uh, like something Geis would do. It probably would, but probably not in a physical paper that people could read years later. I believe the Tech Talk was shut down a couple years ago. So. Well, I know ideas. Yeah. The man will answer your email, though, if you send him an email. Right. All right. So here's this guy's question to F.J. Taylor. I wish they had the name attached. Um, Sadly, these are anonymous questions. Hello, Dr. Taylor. I trust you're doing well today. My quarter hasn't started too well. I found out that because of my grade point average, I have been put in basic and career studies. Last year was my first quarter back after two years. The reason I had to lay out was because of financial problems. What this boils down to, Dr. Taylor, is that it looks like I'm in basic and career studies for at least the next three quarters just to bring up my grade point average. This means that I can't take any senior engineering courses, which are the only engineering courses I have left. If I'm not allowed to take these courses, it will set my back graduation back a full year. Um, he goes on like this is a very long thing, basically to the extent of I have a ba- I have bad grades, so therefore I have to take these remedial classes. Can I just skip them? <laughs> Man, people are entitled in the 80s. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> How's he supposed to know who this student was, though, if this was submitted anonymously? Oh, no. Good question. Um, what What did Taylor yeah, say? That was the question. So this was Dr. Taylor's response. Nah, bitch. Sit <laughs> 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 down. Oh, oh, God. Evan, you're not, you're not too far off. Okay. Um, certainly, we are concerned with your education. Louisiana Tech exists for its students. The imparting of knowledge is the university's prime responsibility, but you are the captain of your own educational ship. If your grades were not sufficient to stay in the College of Engineering, then you must shoulder a great share of the blame. I do not believe that Governor Treen or anyone else can resolve your academic problems. Yeah, right. He actually makes a. a, I skipped over it because this thing was very long. He makes a... Uh, yeah, plea to the governor of the state of Louisiana. Oh, wow. my God. Only you can do that, as in write your own ship. When one graduates with a degree in engineering from Louisiana Tech University, that diploma must symbolize a certain standard of excellence. 
He said, we're not putting out any shit engineers. <laughs> if it takes an extra year for you to achieve that standard, then so be it. Bitch. Man, it's it's such a shame to see how far we've fallen. You know, now we got guys like Josh out here with engineering degrees. I know. And Nathan. Josh looked me dead in the eye and said, <laughs> Matt, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it was while he was creating uh, engineering for stoplights in front of a Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> Just kidding, Josh. We all know you're very good. That's the dream of every civil engineer is to work on traffic lights in front of a Bass Pro Shop. I think Josh, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into his career, but yeah, we know you're very good at your job, Josh. I think all of us are. Josh has had a very successful career. We're just, you know, but uh, FJ Taylor said bitch though, huh? Yeah, pretty much. TLDR, TLDR, you're a fucking idiot. Get out of my Quit wasting my time. Just crotch chops at the end of the article. Oh, geez. Are we going back in time again? Yep, I'm taking you back here again to August 1904. Uh, This time it's the Shreveport Times. Shout Um, out, Shrepo. Yeah, Shreveport Times has an article here previewing the 1904 Louisiana Tech football team. Is that the year we beat LSU? Last time we beat LSU? Well... We'll we'll find out. Um, Manager Hale of Ruston Industrial Football Team has scheduled a number of games already. Great deal of interest being taken in coming season. New coach secured. That is the like subtitle to this article. Um, Manager Hale informs us that he already has a number of games scheduled for the upcoming season. Games with Louisiana State University at Baton Rouge, Tulane University at New Orleans, uh, Southwestern Institute at Lafayette and AM of Mississippi at Starksville. Oh Jesus. That is an <laughs> awful name. AM of Mississippi at Starksville Ugh. is what it says, are among the number. October 22nd is the date of the game with Tulane, and it is hoped arrangements will be perfected and dates secured to play at Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and New Orleans in one trip. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, they used to basically hop on a train and uh, play as many games as they as they could ah times have changed a great deal of interest is being taken in this coming football season and last year's players will return to a man which with the assistance of our new coach who comes to us with the highest recommendations seems to assure lii the best team in her history then it goes on to stop talking about football with no change it's just a new paragraph under the same article and it says Dr. Taylor has been out in her new automobile, and this is the first machine in Ruston. Its appearance has called forth a great deal of speculation as to whether it will be a success in the sandy streets and roads of this vicinity. So, first car in Ruston, 1904. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, what do you guys think? Did it, uh, was it a success in the sandy streets and roads of the vicinity? But did it have a Hemi? How the fuck would a 1904 (laughs) guy have a fucking Hemi? Starts it and it immediately explodes. <laughs> and have Saturn V rocket. That's every heavy I know. <laughs> I and, sure it was a big uh, hit. Yeah. Then then finally, um, it says we had another rain today, and a gang of men is cleaning up around the depot by cutting grass and weeds and making things generally look more presentable. Jack McLeod spent Sunday with his family in Ruston, and that's the end of the article about the industrial football team. <laughs> Well, so, okay, you guys have done deep dives into like teams in the past. Was the 1904 team a good team? Oh, they won one game, and the one game was against LSU. 
Well, at least we have that. They played LSU twice yep. that year. Yep, they did. Um, and we may have some more coverage um, coming up. So I'll just leave it there for now. And we'll go back to 1904 or 1980. Tech has not beaten LSU in football <laughs> in 100 and what, nine years? Help me out here. 100, no, 100 and... Thomas, yeah, 120. 120. I'm bad at math. Josh, where are you? 119 years. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, Tech has not beaten LSU in negative two years in football, actually, since they'll beat them in 2025. And no, negative yeah. two is closer to zero <laughs> than 100 and whatever. Let's go to 1981, though. I believe this is the same uh, edition of the paper. By the way, this was when the Lady Texters were on their way to a... Uh, NAIA, I believe is what it was, national championship. And this year, this was before the NCAA-sponsored women's basketball. Um, And what I want to go to in this paper is the sports editor has a little column in here where the I don't know the context for this. I don't know where this beef started, but this involves the band. Um, The top of this thing is a picture of a poster at, I assume, a basketball game. That says, Dear JJ, JJ being the author of the sports column, who I have found on LinkedIn now, by the way, stick it to editing your Mickey Mouse editorial, not our poster. Check your closing second rate signed to the band. (laughs) Sorry, can I get that again, please? Dear JJ. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to, in quotes, editing, unquote, your, quote, Mickey Mouse, unquote, editorial. Not our poster. Check and then in parentheses, check your closing and then in quotes, second right, second rate signed the band. He responds oh, yeah. to this sign. Yeah, I don't oh. know. I don't. What What is a Mickey Mouse editorial? So, a Mickey Wait, Ma- so, so, is that a sign? So, yeah, it's a sign the band made. Okay, so okay. I can tell you in in England, it, saying something's Mickey Mouse is banter for garbage. It's just stupid. It's silly. It's no good. It's like childish. Yeah, right? yeah. Because okay. like that's what it's a banter term in English footballing fans on Twitter. It's all oh, that Mickey Mouse club or that Mickey Mouse trophy. It's another way of saying silly, stupid. Okay. okay. But do we well, know what this poster said? No, that's what I can't find, and it wasn't in any of the papers JJ that up, bro. we have. So did you yeah. say? Did you say JJ responds to this? He does respond to this, um, and the. The top in all caps is another in a series of special notes to the band. If you think I'm going to quit just because y'all got together and bought a new set of crayons and paper, you're crazy. <laughs> a week wow, bro. Band of Snide goes back. Huh? But, but before you start putting up any more posters, get the facts right. Editorials are those articles that news people write about politics and Iran and all the and all that meaningless stuff. Iran was not meaningless. People died. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot you will never find an editorial on a tech talk sports page therefore your poster to me was totally incorrect and inadequate but i welcome your attempt at criticism but just remember this a journalist and then in all caps always gets the last word no if y'all want to go all the way to oregon to put up another stupid sign up that's fine <laughs> just be prepared to read about it in the following tech talk signed mm-hmm. mickey mouse Okay, that's a solid piss there's take a- signing it as Mickey Mouse. Okay, so now we have band versus editor of the sports okay. page of the tech. Real talk. quick, hey, this, this for- JJ guy, you said you found him on LinkedIn. Is he still in? Yes. Is he still a journalist? And if so, where? He is the director of alumni relations at another school. What's wow? Cool. 
I what are the odds up. that fucking fucking this, UAB? God damn it! <laughs> was this J Rob era for Vince? No. No. no, I didn't think uh, so. Loyola College Prep. Oh, that's in that's in that's in Bozier. Oh, in Shreveport. In Shreveport. Oh, okay, I did not recognize it. Yeah, no, Loyola's in Shreveport. A boy Skirmy went there. So. I just want to make one point. So this guy's talking about how the journalist gets the last laugh, right? Journalist always gets the last word. Uh, Tech Talk ceased publication in 2019. Band of Pride, I believe, still in existence, you guys? Oh, burn. Get wrecked, fucking JJ. And also bring back the Tech Talk, please. Man. Also, JJ stands for John James Marshall. So John Marshall. So I I don't think this is the same guy that was Secretary of State in the 1700s, but it could be. Also Chief Justice. Do you think if we reached out to this guy and like we brought this up to him, he would know? Like, I'm sure. Like he would what remember was this? the beef between the tech talk and the band? <laughs> like I need to know now because apparently the band likes to just have conflict with like everybody on campus. It's like the bowling team now tech talk, and it's like okay, so we've always been the band of snide. Well, hell yeah, I love it. Well, future shirt opportunity hey, right shirt. there. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say band of snide. Let's go. As that was actually one of the first like couple designs I tried to work out and couldn't get anything to look good. So it's eventually going to happen. It's just been on the back burner. Man. Speaking of the back burner, let's go back to the 1900s. All right. So I'm going to read some selections here from the 1905 yearbook, starting with the senior class of 1905 with their yell, which I don't really know how this goes, but it's hooray, hooray, rip a zip a dive. What? Hi yip, get away, nineteen oh five. That's the <laughs> you don't have to take the <laughs> That's the yell. I will I will attempt that again. Oh, this time um, take the mic out so, of your mouth. To, okay. Am I too yes. close to it? You were, yeah. It sounded like okay. order. <laughs> All right. So the yell is hooray, hooray, rip a zip a dive. Hell yeah. Hi yip, get away, nineteen oh five. Itch. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> bitch is not there, um, but it's implied, I think. Um, so then as you go down the senior class, each person gets a quote that they have. And so I'm going to read a couple of these. We got Ida Barrow to start out with. Her senior thesis was the ice industry of North Louisiana. So that's uh, riveting stuff. Ice. Her quote was men shall swear. I have discontinued school. What? That's that's her senior quote. Men shall swear I have discontinued school. What was her name? Ida Barrow. Uda Barrow. <laughs> that's uh, boy. So then we got H. E. Dawkins, who was the president of the YMCA chapter um, at Tech. He said, "I am Sir Oracle, and when I open my lips, let no dog bark." That's a great quote. Yeah, I thought he was going to throw out the uh, little Bow Wow quote from uh, Marco Polo with Soldier Boy. <laughs> I am the Oracle. Do you want to fuck me? The question is rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be some time travel shit right there. <laughs> He's got a chain on. Well, uh, it, what was the what was the quote again for for the listeners? I am Sir Oracle, and when I ope my lips, let no dog bark. Mm-hmm. Then we got Leona Gullet here, who said, Gullet. "This is a." a a woman's name, uh, Leona Gullet. Gullet. Um, she took the dom- domestic science course. <laughs> for her. <laughs> so, oh, shit. The subject of her thesis is... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's just meats. <laughs> that's, that's it. 
Plus, the <laughs> thesis topics were wide open in the early 1900s. Well, no one had ever done a thesis on meats yet. That's why it's so difficult to think of one now. Because they yeah. took all the easy ones. Meats. Now, wait a second. What type of meat are we talking about? Okay, well, it doesn't sorry. matter. Someone yeah, so later did pork. Someone later did beef. Yeah. But for this one, you can just do meats. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. Also, here's her quote, just to give but you was, some. Is uh, she the one that, like, I don't know, did like Arby's copyright off of her with the whole "we have the meats" thing? Like, maybe that started with yeah, this girl's thesis. They, they need to quote her, man. That's yeah. They gotta <laughs> or they were Arby's is re- Arby's is referring to that they have Xerox copies of her thesis meats. <laughs> <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god, dude. I almost just spit water everywhere. Oh fuck. We have we, we have we have the goal. It's 1905 thesis. Meats. No, we don't have actual we don't have actual food. <laughs> oh man. Christ. And then her quote to finish out this little segment here. He who chooseth me shall get as much as he deserves. (laughs) 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 Fucking Leona Gullet can get it. Let's go. Like she did get it. (laughs) Jesus God. Wrote a thesis called Meads. Her last name is Gullet. (laughs) And she said basically anyone who wants to fuck hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) What's I am convinced that this may be where the first thirst trap was invented. I dare say you may be right. What would you have, if you can't have an OnlyFans, what would you have? Like an Only Slides? <laughs> <laughs> only microfilm? Only Polaroids? <laughs> only daguerreotype? Only. Yeah, only daguerreotype. <laughs> <laughs> Take us back to the 80s, Nathan. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to one-up that one. I'll go with my... uh, uh, Yeah, I'm not even sure what to transition this one into out of that. Um, This is from April 2nd, 1981. This is actually the same paper as when the Texters won that 1981 AIAW basketball championship. I only have the outer page of that paper. Um, so there's the front page, including the the title story or whatever it's called in journalism, written by JJ that we just got done talking about. But I want to skip to the middle. Yeah, uh, uh, basically just the journalism guy from Spider-Man is what I'm kind of picturing. <laughs> of uh, but somewhere buried underneath all of the coverage of the Lady Texters oh. championship oh. in 1981 is this story. A receiver and defender wait while pass hovers in the air. A long pass curves back inbounds to a waiting player. The game is stopped short due to 15 mile per hour wins. Obviously, the game described is not football. It is a combination of football, rugby, and soccer, and it is played with a frisbee. This game is called Ultimate. Wow. <laughs> okay. This article goes in depth about explaining Ultimate Frisbee and how it's catching on after being spread from California. But that is. Okay, so it's football, rugby, and soccer? And soccer played with a frisbee. Wait, so is this like, are they actually describing what we know as ultimate frisbee now? I don't think so. Or is this something entirely different? Everything sounds like what we know ultimate frisbee to be now. 
Okay, Granted, I've never actually played Ultimate Frisbee, Ultimate Frisbee, but my understanding of Ultimate Frisbee is what they're describing here. Huh. Damn. A group of tech students began playing Ultimate in the fall of 1979. Their original version of Frisbee football was a rough sport, according to one of the early participants, Pat Zadow. It was rough. You'd get the Frisbee and everybody would pile on top of you, he said. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like Leona Gullick. Oh, God. <laughs> Just an 80-year-old woman running over to the uh, Your math is off on that, Oh, no, she would have been in her 80s and 80s. I assume she, she attended, in 1904, I assume she attended school at the proper age of two years old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was ultimately 100 years old. She could very well uh, still be alive. No, she couldn't be because if she was a senior in 2000, or I'm sorry, 1904, then she would have been in her 20s. So she'd be 140 oh. now. Hey, yeah. you don't know, man. Maybe. You're right. I don't. All right. So I'm going to take us back to 1905 again to the yearbook. Uh, there's a section called the blacklist. Oh, God. And it's not what you think, Courtney. I'm sorry. that. That leading off is uh, that way is not uh, great for 1904, but we have noticed a tendency on the part of certain members of the faculty to disregard many regulations. We were at first inclined to overlook these small irregularities, but the spirit of insubordination seems to be growing. While it pains us very much to be forced to speak of such things, we believe it our duty to take steps to restore the school to order. It should be remembered that 50 demerits means expulsion. The following have been reported. So basically we're doing Hogwarts style um, points here, I guess. Mr. Taylor, 25 demerits for breaking the rule of etiquette by telling an old joke twice without taking its whiskers off. Mr. McDougal and Miss Birch are under arrest for having the same escort twice in succession. Uh. Um, Mr. Pierce, 25 demerits for rolling peaches. Peaches is in quotes. I don't know what that means, but. Well, if peaches is in quotes, I think we can infer what that means. Yeah, what what does that mean? Let's decide now. Rolling ass? <laughs> How would you roll it? <laughs> um, slutty was tech in the 1900s. Apparently, quite. Yeah. Is this like a, so it's in the yearbook. So this is like, obviously like a jokey, like cute piece, right? Yeah, I think so. Miss yeah. um, Marquis was awarded 35 demerits for interfering with Cupid's affairs at the dormitory. So uh, what the hell, man? They're stopping students from hooking up. Is she, what I'm going to she got 35 yeah. demerits for cockblocking? Miss Marquise is a cockblock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that deserved thirty five demerits. Okay, the plot thickens here. We got Mister Peach, thirty five demerits for for allowing himself to be Mister Butt for allowing himself to be pierced. What the what? So we got pierced, rolled the pierced, pierced. Pierced is also in quotation marks. But that's the thing. So Pierce rolled Peach, and Peach got pierced. So something. Wait a second. Could be a Mar- yeah. Could be a Mario yeah. plot. <laughs> an innuendo you know um yeah this this yearbook is horny as fuck um pierced my man drunk um let's see we got miss owen 20 demerits for destroying the musical ears of students in chapel <laughs> uh oh mr howard 40 demerits for making love in public what the what uh, uh. <laughs> 
Wait, wait, hold on a second, man. <laughs> it says making love in public. I swear to God. <laughs> this is in the yearbook. This is in the yearbook. Ugh. It also says and five for excess of yissum. The fuck does that what mean? What is yissum? <sighs> I I don't know. Oh, Nathan, what is yissum? Yissum. My guess is it's a it's saying yes, ma'am, really quickly. Like uh, yissum. Because my uh, grandfather said that a lot, so that was where my head first went to. Mr. Smith got 20 demerits for treating hall boys too well. What? Uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> and uh, finally, oh wait, maybe not finally. Miss Bransford, 15 demerits for getting too spoony with soft in the hallway. Mm. My brain is too mushy to process all of this right now. And <laughs> finally... Mr. Logan, 25 demerits for promiscuous use of biblical terms in history class. Jeez. So that's the only way to use biblical terms in a history class. <laughs> yeah, they're really being an ass about it. And this is uh, uh, they're being a Mr. Peach about it. You mean very, very <laughs> strange article there. Yeah, the early 1900s were weird. Yeah. <laughs> Different times. I, th- I think a lot of like I, a lot of that's just got to be joke, right? Sure. But it's it's weird to just straight out. The joke is, haha, you had sex in public. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we saw your penis. Okay, okay, but like Making really, love when might was... mean something else. I don't know. I doubt. I, what else would it mean? I... All right, Google. What does in the 1905 <laughs> making love mean? In 1905. Nope. Nope. Okay. To have sexual intercourse. Wow. Oh, that Dr. answers that. Dr. Google has spoken. Yeah. If there's anything Google knows, it's 1905. That's for sure. Okay. Here's the here's the class chant of uh, the sophomores that year. Hip ho, zip rally, gee golly, hot tamale, rah rah rah, nine ten eleven. We're the class of naughty seven. You know what? I'm running. I'm, I'm running. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. <sighs> Nathan, take us back to the eighties, man. We need some we need some clarity. In here. fairness, yeah, that, I, that's an innocent thing. It was the knots. Yeah. Right. But still though, I mean Naughty Seven, it, that's I feel golly. like that's on purpose though, right? Oh surely. Oh, it has Naughty to be, back yeah. then meant like, I don't know. Someone got demerits or quote unquote demerits for making love in public in a yearbook. Someone like, should uh, that can't yeah, mean that can't mean to- sex. It can't mean sex. Yeah, I, I mean, no, until it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. It means sex, it but it's a joke. joke. Yeah, but still, like a joke it. like that would not get put in <laughs> yeah. a yearbook now. Well, if people or started fucking it right on campus today, I don't think that it would just get demerits. All right, Nathan, you got another '80s for us. I do have another '80s for everyone. This comes from 1980, March 20th. Um, and really, there's nothing really too interesting in this paper that I could find. What I did find, though, was an advertisement for Griff's that oh. lists the prices. Oh, geez, 99 okay. cents for a burger. Yeah, oh. this was uh, the sack lunch special, a giant hamburger, a medium cold drink, and a small fries for $1.85. There is no uh, God. Wow. Also, a steak sandwich, small fries, and medium cold drink for also that same price, a buck eighty-five. You get two giant hamburgers for a buck ninety-eight, and two giant cheeseburgers for two twenty-eight. Not like that no more. Does it say how greasy it was? Uh, no, but I mean, this paper is pretty greasy, so maybe <laughs> next page is a funeral home <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, I haven't been to Griff's in years. There's a Griff somewhere in DFW, I think. Yeah, the one the one Bozier huh. was on Old Men and Road. And uh 
or Mansfield Road. I don't know. I haven't been home in years. Oh, that's not true. I forgot there was one in Mosher. Uh, yeah, there was. There was. That was on Old Minden Road. That was with the name. It looks yeah. like there's a few in the DFW. Really? One in Albuquerque? Really, that's not the what? same grift. It's on their website. Oh, don't It lists don't the rest in one as well. Their locations are Albuquerque, New Mexico, Bowyer City, Louisiana, Dallas, Fort Worth, Garland, Texas, Haltom City, Texas, Irving, Mesquite, River Oaks, Ruston, San Antonio, and Shreveport. Wow. Huh. We're going to open up one in Kansas City. Shout out Griffs, man. All right, I got, I got one more art- article for y'all to close All it right. out here. Well, I got Oh, you got another two. one? Oh, you have two. two. Okay, why don't you go yeah. again? Yeah. Because this is a short one as well. This is Larry Bidal. I believe I'm saying his last name right. The former tech coach and also athletic director. Um, A little uh, top story here at the very top of this paper from March 20th, 1980. Bidal files suit. Larry Bidal, the former head coach and athletic director at Tech, has filed suit in the third district court asking for the remainder of his one-year salary. He was fired on November 12th after serving as the head coach for Tech's first 10 games. I believe they played 11 that year. He's asking for... A percentage of his salary that wasn't paid to him. Do you want to guess what his yearly salary was in 1980 from Tech? $2, and AD. The yearly salary? Yes. I'll say 30 grand. <laughs> Courtney, you got to guess? We're talking, you said, I'm sorry, athletic director in the and, 80s? And athletic director and head football coach 1980. Or uh, 79. 43K. He's asking for $22,528 of his $33,800 yearly salary. And the university and Dr. S.J. Taylor, the school's president, were named as defendants in the lawsuit in which the school unilaterally terminated their contract without any cause whatsoever. He's saying he was fired without cause. He led that 1979 Louisiana Tech team in his one year as head coach to a 2-8 record, 1-4 in the Southland. Uh, he was replaced by Pat Patterson, the baseball coach, coached the final football game where, where they beat the school now known as ULM 13 to 10. Huh. His two wins that year were over New Mexico and the school now known as ULL Southwestern. Hey, at least we beat ULL. We lost a UTA though. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, well, I'm going to stick with football here. We're going back to October 31st, 1904, the Shreveport Journal. Um, the title, Rustin Defeats LSU, sprung surprise on football world in Saturday's game. A surprise was sprung on the football world in Louisiana Saturday afternoon when Rustin Industrial Institute defeated the Louisiana State University at Rustin. From all reports at hand, the Rustin 11 clearly outclassed the varsity team at every stage of the game, which is all the more surprising. Two weeks ago, LSU defeated Rustin by a score of 17-0 in Baton Rouge. Thus, it will be seen all football dope, dope is in quotation marks, for the present season is smashed into smithereens. First, the Shreveport Athletics defeated Rustin 22-0. Then LSU defeated Rustin 17 to 0. But I'm not sure what college or university that's referring to. Would that be? I think, I think it's the Shreveport Athletic Club. It's just a semi pro team. Huh. Yeah, they, they played some YMCA groups yeah. early on. Yeah, back okay, in. Uh, I knew that they had a team called the Athletics. I didn't realize they would have played Tech, though. Yeah, with, this, with the team possibly not moving to Vegas due to all the stadium issues. I mean, maybe oh, they end up in Shreveport. <laughs> That and would, they turn into a football team. They just they just play at the old fucking what is it the 
what are they? The what? pilots? What, what's their name? Oh, yeah, are you talking about the Swamp Dragons? Dragons? Yeah. The, that decrepit-ass uh, baseball that, stadium that, right that by is, I-20 when you get to the... overrun yeah. by, by the grass now. It's yeah, they just, they just play there. Bats. Next, the Shreveport Athletics defeated LSU 16-0. And now, on the following day, Rustin wins 6-0. So I guess they're doing like a circle of like circle of suck thing is that what they're trying to do here go of suck y'all never heard of that the like huh. where your team every team loses team to another team, team. Yeah. yeah like so the yeah. big 12 has done it pretty much every year for the past decade they're saying shreveport beat tech lsu beat tech shreveport beat lsu and tech beat, tech LSU. beat lsu but so shreveport is the winner i don't understand so yeah i've never heard. beat shreveport anyway the Rustin LSU game was played yeah. on the day following the it's game crazy. in Shreveport, which may account somewhat for the reversal of form shown by the LSU team. The athletics are gearing, or it says Gering, G-U-R-I-N-G, but I think they mean gearing up on a game, Gering upon a game with the University 11 on Baton Rouge grounds during the holiday season. But I also like that the one time Tech has beaten LSU in the last 120 years the fucking newspapers making excuses for LSU. Like, well, come on, man. You know what's bogus about that oh, is that Tech was also playing its second game in a row. Like, yeah. it played a game the night before it beat LSU. Oh, but we had home field advantage, so... Yeah. Playing two football games on back-to-back days is insane. Even if the game has changed, that's that's insane. Yeah, definitely agree. Like, you see how hard teams have it like now trying to turn around from like a uh, like a Saturday to Thursday turnaround. I'm sure we'll see how bad it's going to be for some of these midweek games in October coming up. But yeah, like I mean, it's ugh. it's worth noting with this being 1904 and everything. It was in 1905 that Teddy Roosevelt got involved to make the game of football safer. Right, I'm sure the wedge. avoiding playing back to back games probably helped. With yeah, a lot that's of that. insane. Yeah. One one thing that's interesting to me is that I've got that spreadsheet of like as many games as I can find. I don't have a ULL game, but that article I read earlier tonight said that we had one scheduled. So I'm going to have to try to track that game down and see what happened. Cause as I have it now in 1904, we won one game and it was that, um, it was that LSU game and we lost, um, the other four that I have on record. Well, we didn't get shut out to a and university of Mississippi at Starksville or whatever. We lost 32 to five. Well, better than 32-0. So a field goal and a safety. I guess. I, I don't I think know. field goals were five yeah. points back then. I think you were five points back then. Damn. All right, Nathan, close us out. What you got for us in the 80s? Yeah, this is not so much really even tech-related, but it's in the – not Louisiana tech-related, I guess, but it's in the tech talk. And these are my favorite stories to read, looking at old newspapers, talking about technology and how they predict the future will go. Uh, This one is, it says, with the development of the digital watch, the pocket calculator, and the microwave oven, most Americans have had some encounters with technology. And by 1985, five years after this publication, the computer will be just as common to us, says a tech professor. Dr. Richard Coleman, assistant professor of child development, says that within the next five years, the computer will be as common in the home as the telephone. Uh, He says the microcomputer is practical because of its size, about the same size as a standard typewriter, its price, available equipment, and a fairly simple operation. Says that computers can be used for income tax planning, planning menus, recording recipes, and developing reports and letters. Well, I don't know if it's really going to catch on, though. He he was definitely right. 
I mean, yeah. what, he was he a few years off though? I'm I'm sorry, I'm very bad at history well, and timelines. The, but <clears throat> the home computer, I don't know about business application, but the home computer, I feel like it really didn't off until it became more easily more user friendly. So what I mean by that is, it wasn't until about Windows ninety five that the computer became a mainstay in the home. It's not just because it got easier to use. It's because it wasn't long after that that the internet came around. I mean, 1984 was the Macintosh by Apple. The Apple II, I believe, was coming out around this time. Um, that's really the the writing was on the wall starting around 1984. What year is this so, article from? 1980. Oh, wow. I just want to say, I don't know about you guys, but I love my home computer yes. for recording all my recipes Um you know, <laughs> planning menus. Um, it's, it's really great. I, I think this guy nailed it in 1980 for sure. Okay. Look, I did digitize my entire recipe book. So, <laughs> you know, so fun fact, uh, windows 95 originally came with a hidden surprise on it. It was the music video to the song buddy Holly by Weezer. What? <laughs> Windows 95, if you went to uh, your start button, which Windows 95 really revolutionized everything about the home computer, because before that you had Windows 3.1, which was DOS, which Windows 95 was mostly DOS too, but it was the first time you had the desktop that we know today, where you had you had your icons on your desktop, and you had the internet uh, hookup, and you, it was the first modern one, so to throw something fun in there, you... And it was the first start button. Hit the start button, you go to accessories, you go to fun stuff, and the uh, Weezer music video for Buddy Holly was on there. You can go to huh. YouTube and type in Windows 95 Buddy Holly, and it'll show someone bringing it up. Learned something new today. Yeah. Learned a lot of new stuff today. Yeah, I think we can go ahead and slap the educational tag on the iTunes <laughs> listing for this podcast. <laughs> Fair to me. Yeah. Tracks. All right, yeah, so let's go ahead and start wrapping up the show. Courtney, what's this week's Tweet of the Week? Yeah, so um, Brennan Moore on Twitter, uh, at BeMoreCFB. So he said, Cusa Sleeper, Louisiana Tech. La Tech has a lot of offensive weapons. The defense was the weakest of the Bulldogs last season, but they did pick up some pieces via the transfer portal. If some portal pieces perform, LT could be poised for a good season and a wide-open Cusa. So... Uh, yeah, apparently uh, all of our new conference mates need to watch out because we're we're going to win it all. Yeah, and, and here's the thing about picking this as Tweet of the Week. Yes, it's just a tweet saying we may be good at football this year. But after how bad of a year we just had in all sports, as we talked about on the last episode, I could use any sort of validation, any sort of praise that may be thrown our way. So I will 100% take this. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can head to the shop and get this month's shirt of the month. For Pride Month in June, we're doing a Band of Pride-themed Pride shirt available in the rainbow flag and also several other LGBTQ plus flags. You can get it now in June while it's $5 off. And also, on top of that, $1 of each sale of those shirts or tank tops goes to the Trevor Project. So now is the time to get those, and maybe you'll have it before Pride is over. <laughs> That's at gtpdd.dog shop. 
I got mine this week. It's comfy and it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And I didn't interrupt this time. And go tech. Please don't die. Good times. Or the time whenever Nathan got into a fight with the bowling team. Man. That'd be a good episode. Come a long way from here. Yeah, from now th- we're like the bowling team's number one fans. Yeah, yeah, full circle. Well, one of our one of our group is marrying one of the bowling team. I feel like that's like the ultimate. You know, it's a political move, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a like a <laughs> Game of Thrones style marriage thing. Yeah, you know. I respect the long game. <laughs>